Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brew Head. I am Tiffany. Welcome to. I, like, I don't have a middle. You need a, you need a, a middle thing. thing. I'm gonna have to add something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to episode one, season ten of BAOS. This is our link up season. It's been uh, almost two months by the time you guys see this. We took a little bit of a summer wow. break. Yeah. I mean, we're still working on things. Don't you worry about that. But it's been nice. Hopefully, you guys caught up on the 8 trillion live <laughs> podcast that we did. Before our 8 trillion videos, four to <laughs> five hour little... long podcast. <laughs> We really, uh, you know, took the quarantine to heart. We took it pretty serious. <laughs> so this is something brand new for us. This is the first new theme season we've done essentially since uh, the Against the Grain early 2020 there. Yeah. So this is something that's super special to us. This is a project we've been working on for basically a year. Yeah. And it's finally seen the light of day. So we're very excited to do a an ongoing season. So, so if you want to tell everyone real quick, give them some context. What is LinkUp? Oh, yeah. Did you introduce and say I that it was LinkUp? I said Link it was called LinkUp, okay, but I didn't tell them. So, yeah, the episode yeah. is called LinkUp, and LinkUp is actually our program. So, it's a nonprofit that we have created, and the goal behind the nonprofit is to connect talented, wonderfully passionate individuals in underrepresented communities to craft beer, so to opportunities in craft beer. Uh, so, we only launched about a week ago. From... Exactly, from the date of recording. Yeah. And to launch, we thought, well, you know what, what better way being that the, like, the LinkUp program is actually a collaborative effort between Tiff and I at BOS, our, also our company, High Season for Social Media, and the great folks over at Sankey and Baron in Aylma, Quebec, just near Gatineau there. So the idea is um, that we thought, well, since we're already partnering with a brewery, we know all the breweries who are into this stuff, let's launch with a series of beers. So instead of doing them all in one week, which we could have, we thought, let's spread it out and give each beer their shine. So our first guest this week, we're going to get into their beer as well. And every week for six weeks, we're going to be talking to every brewery who is participating in the program and just, you know, get their uh, background on why they wanted to be involved, you know, the beer that they chose and how that worked, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff surrounding the program and diversity, inclusion, etc. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about for uh, I think Link something Up? important to address yes. is we did select these breweries, but maybe you should also let people know what else it means for these breweries. So these breweries are not just giving us beer or lodging with a beer with us. That is correct. Yeah. So part of the agreement that's participating in making a Link Up beer is that they will actually, uh, they've agreed to hire a, an apprentice in their brewery. Somebody essentially, like Tiffany mentioned, in underrepresented community because obviously the whole aim of this is to diversify craft beer so that it can not only survive but thrive in the future. Um, it's extremely a beautiful thing because we have these partner breweries in Ontario and in Quebec. Just to start, we're going to expand that out a lot. And, you know, it gives opportunities for people living in different places to be able to go somewhere close to their home and work in whatever part of craft beer they're interested in. And we're going to help them find that if they don't already know. That can include the brewing and production itself. That can include Cicerone, who is actually one of our partners. Cicerone have uh, a working with, they've been incredibly cool. They've yeah. given us scholarships already. We were willing to pay with, you know, with our funds that we're raising with LinkUp. But they've given us some scholarships to get people started. And we could get started today if we get the right applicant, which is very exciting. So they can work front of house. We, uh, we're working on agriculture partners in case people want to work in hop farms or yeast or any of those other things. Marketing. Um, marketing, craft beer media, 
probably even uh, the creative like design and photography surrounding beer. Yeah. Basically, any aspect of the craft beer industry, we want to make sure that we can help people once again in the communities that aren't represented in beer get their foot in the door because a lot of people wouldn't even know one, these things exist, and two, if they do, they wouldn't know where to start a lot of the time. It's, it can be very confusing. So that's what Link Up is here to do. Yes. Um, and one thing I want to mention because yes. we did not talk about it. And initially, when Jacob did come to us and say, and I'm just brief, brief Jacob history. From Sankey and Baron. Jacob from Sankey and Baron, who's our partner here, he came to us with additional funds from Black is Beautiful and said that he wanted to do something that was had longevity, so not just doing this one thing and this one-off donation and said, what can we do? And then he said, what is important to you? For me specifically, what's important is one, diversifying the tap room, diversifying the workforce at all levels, but ownership is also very key. So that is something that we are also doing our best to assist with because we have these amazing partners who are filled with knowledge. And then we also do, we also are raising funds. That is something that we are looking to support as well. So if you are out there and you're looking to be an owner or you're looking to be in any level of craft beer, be sure to apply. A link will be in the description box below. Linkupbeer.org and at Linkupbeer everywhere. We'll say that at the end as well. So with that said, if you've got that covered, obviously we're going to talk more about it throughout these episodes. I want to bring on these guests. I'm uh, so excited to have Yes. Uh, so excited. Can I just talk about first? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so this guest just just already like already madly in love. But in the before times when things were normal and you could see people in person, even though that's kind of coming back now, but in the before times when you really could be in a nice crowd and see people, uh, we were at their brewery for a night with Ren Navarro, um, which was a beautiful night. Ren Navarro is a consultant. Speaker and speaker in the DNI space, so she consults with breweries, helping them, you know, diversify their workforce as well. So we're all trying to do the same thing or have the same objectives. But she really goes out there and will establish programs and really work with breweries to diversify their workforce at all levels. Um, and then the owner of this brewery came after the event, when like came up to us after the event and really like genuinely and like earnestly really asked like how do i make it so that my beer and my brewery is welcoming to everybody and like never really had had that question posed to me before and i thought it was so interesting and just so genuine and beautiful to actually reach out to somebody of color and ask them like how do i make sure like you're here but how do i make sure more people want to be here. Like, what do I do to open it up? So they've just always across the board, like the, the reason that they're the number one that we're starting off with, like this is true to them. This is true to what they do. They live and breathe inclusion. So yes, very excited to have Well them. said. So, what a perfect intro. <laughs> so we're going to bring in Stefan and Josh at Dominion City Brewing. Gentlemen. <laughs> that deserves a round of applause. Do you guys hear the claps on your side too? Does yeah, they can hear They know. Welcome guys. So great to have you on. Appreciate you. It's Thanks awesome to be here. Me. Thank you so much for having us. This is a blast. Genuine pleasure. Oh, you have the link of color on, Josh. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Let me see if that's intentional. Technically black and yellow, like we're right. representing. So I love there it. you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what love we're it. here for. So with that said, we're going to kick it off like we always do on the podcast. We're going to be crushing the beer this evening. This is Dominion City, the first beer off the canning line for any of the link up series. Just Cold link up. It is a five percent pale ale with all eclipse hops. Josh, uh, this is our first time both of us. Yeah, we haven't it had it yet. Yes, we waited uh, specifically. We waited because I wanted to awesome. look you guys in the eyes and drink it. Um, <laughs> I, I have had it and I like it a lot. So I hope you like it too. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, there's no chance we won't. I'd love to hear from from you guys. Like, um, first of all, about the beer itself. Why you chose pale ale? 
um, why they talk. So just, just oh, the and then should we in- introduce the two people because not not everyone gets to see them? That's a great point. <laughs> Please, who are, the two, who are the two individuals that you're speaking to and yes. all they're from? Please tell us. Okay, so I'll tell you. So we have Josh, who is the owner at Dominion City Brewing, and we have Stefan, who is the CFO at Dominion City Brewing. Sitting yes. I forgot Correct. to even mention that. My it's because we were talking point. beforehand. <laughs> yes, but we got, we got too into the game. Uh, okay, um, cool. Let's see how this goes. This smells gorgeous. Yeah, guys, tell us, tell us why this particular style and these hops and the thinking behind it. Yeah, it was a cool little process. I mean, there was some back and forth between uh, a number of the breweries who were involved in, in coming up with this project. Um, you know, and I just want to say off the top, too, guys, that I think this is an awesome initiative. And uh, as kind and complimentary as you've been of us, you know, we think very highly of what you do, to be honest with you. Uh, one of the first times I really had my eyes opened about thinking, thinking properly about diversity in, in beer was watching um, an episode of your podcast when you guys were in California uh, talking to you know, a, a black couple, couple who, were, who were starting a brewery um, and just hearing about why they were doing it and what was motivating them. And, you know, I, I thought it was very impactful. Um, and you guys did a great job of sharing that story. It got, got, got us thinking and, and talking. So, um, so thank you. Um, but yeah, in terms of the beer itself, um, it, it's been a fun process. Like, you know, you've got a number of different breweries going back and forth, talking about what they're doing. I think everybody sort of agreed they wanted to brew something hoppy. Um, so I think, you know, without giving anything away, I think you should expect to see more of that. We went pale ale. We brew a lot of IPA. Um, and I think we all really enjoy something sessionable. So for us, doing something like this, that's, you know, you can have a few if you want. Um, uh, made sense. And yeah, working with a new hop. Um, Eclipse is new to us. Um, and it's, you know, mandarin, citrus peel, pine needle. It's a lot of fun. I think uh, it's probably not the last time we'll find this into a beer. Love I love it. it. Cheers. I already sipped. I'm so terrible. Sorry. It's a fun sip, too. <laughs> She's like, hey. Yeah, this is, this is definitely my type of beer. You know, so good. It's juicy. It's citrusy. A lot of uh, yeah. flavor and fruit, fruitiness. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, Amazing. I, you're right. Super fruity. I like the little, like, just a touch of pine in the back end. Gives it a bit, you know, so it's not just this, like, juice bomb that a lot of beers can be. Like yeah, there's like a firm bitterness to it that I like as well. Uh, yeah. It's just there to keep you on the straight and narrow. It's good. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know what's funny? It. I'm so drinking happy. out of the glass of the people from that podcast, actually, that you were Crowns just talking about. Crowns and Hops. Awesome. Yes. They actually just got their land like two weeks ago or oh, three wow. weeks ago. So they're like good to start building. Been a journey for them. Yeah. So for them. this is exceptional, guys. Like I'm really, I'm really, I can't wait. We're going to put this up on the shelf. Um, yeah. With. The, you know, obviously when we approached you, I believe Jacob uh, reached out, um, you know, what, when, when you guys heard from Jacob and, and he told you about the initiative, and, and to be fair, when he did reach out to the breweries, it was a little, like we still hadn't had all of, like we knew the concept and we're putting it together. Obviously these things take a lot of time. Um, you know, it was, it was still a little early even uh, in, in the game and now things are all really taking shape, which is fantastic. So you guys bought in. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You bought in from like the literal beginning. What you know? What what appealed to you guys to get involved in the project? Uh, I mean, I'm not blowing smoke. But... Oh, go ahead, <laughs> Stefan. Go ahead. Oh yeah, just just to say, like, I got the email and and uh, just brought to my attention about this initiative. And like you said, it was early on and not a lot of detail, but you know, just just that idea of of being inclusive in in this you know industry. 
you know, got my attention. And so obviously everyone kind of bought into that and, and we've dealt with uh, everybody in the past, have relationships with everybody as well. So we felt pretty confident that, you know, this initiative would, would work out and, and, and be able to make a difference. Love it. It's hard to say no to you guys. <laughs> I'd like to ask you for this. <laughs> no, you don't. No, that's exactly it, right? It's like we, we, we like the people involved and, uh, and, and frankly, this is cool. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've tried to uh, spearhead a couple things over the years. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Ren. I mean, we, we, we kicked off a scholarship uh, a couple of years ago with Niagara College and Ren and uh, I've had now three people come through the brewery uh, through that scholarship. So these are people who are, who are studying to work in beer and the scholarship exists to get someone who's underrepresented um, a job and basically, you know, paid experience for two months at our place and then to go on and uh, hopefully build a career and, and that experience to be a stepping stone. So, um, you know, when, when Jacob had reached out, he was familiar with that and um, appreciated that we'd, we'd done that. But I honestly, it's just really nice to join someone else's initiative. So the fact that you guys have cooked this up and, and the guys at Sankey and Baron have been so instrumental in driving it forward, it's like just really nice to uh, play a small role and, and get involved. I love yeah. it. That's amazing. I'm curious because it is something I want to talk about is the fact that and I want to bring these all up too. So anyone who's watching knows like all the opportunities that are out there outside of Link Up. Um, but like, why is Dominion so involved in all of these initiatives? I feel like people do look at you as like this brewery that is doing like all the good things, you know? So, but, but like, why, like why, why diversity inclusion? Why is that important to you? Like, why did you feel that you need to participate with Red and Niagara College, bring her in? And have her speak, you know, like all of these things. Like, yeah, why is that important? To Particularly you? when no one else is really doing that. Or very few other brewers yeah, were not, doing it's, it's it when they were doing it. You yeah. guys were really the spearhead, and that's why you guys were the first brewery that came to mind for this project. Like on the very, very top of the list, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Like, it was the first, because you guys are just really known for it. So, yeah, that, that's a good question. Well, I know it's important to me, um, but, you know, maybe I'll just make room for Stefan. What, you know, you could probably speak to this in a different way. I, I mean, the, the question being why Dominion City is kind of, you know, putting that effort there. Yeah. I think it's, it, starts, it starts with ownership. You know, Josh and Andrew, who are active, you know, owners are, you know, they're paying attention to these things and and just being more aware of, of what's going on in the industry and and how it's not all inclusive and, and how to get there or, or, or do little things to, to kind of work that work in that direction. So ownership is a big part. And, and from there, everybody buys on and everybody is respectful of others. And, and, and it starts there. It's always top down in the end, a lot of it. That, that, that's true. So it's just like, are you, cause I was like, Ottawa is not incredibly, like I would say like the most diverse place. So I just think it's very cool that it's like this Ottawa brewery that like goes in and making sure that they're like as inclusive as possible. Um, I was going to ask on that then. Do you guys think that the fact that you guys have been so vocal and so passionate about, you know, essentially just diversifying the craft beer industry, do you feel like, and not even in like an egotistical way, do you think that, or do you hope that it's, it's rubbed off on other breweries that they've seen what you guys are doing and be like, huh, like if Dominion is spending time, energy, and money and resources on this, maybe we should too. Like, have you guys seen any like run on from the work that you've done? Um, I, I mean, you know, I want to be careful. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I think. Like, I think yes, everyone's copying like, us. <laughs> you know, no, humbly no, no. and respectfully, but you know. 
No, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we, we think it's important. And I mean, for me, I think the big motivator is I just think it's a more interesting business. The more people and a more interesting place to come and spend my time um, when it's made up of people who, who aren't exactly carbon copies of me. Um, <laughs> frankly, it gets a little, you know, it gets a little cloistered. So, yeah, I, I think like the just beer will be more dynamic. It'll be more likely to, to succeed. Um, and obviously when you own a business, you want the industry to succeed so that this part of it, but it's just more fun, um, when more people are on board. And, um, and so that's, that's a big motivator, but in terms of other people, I mean, absolutely. I think the, the working level of awareness, even just in the last year, I mean, I think if you've been alive and reading a newspaper in the last year, you know, there's a lot more that you're thinking about perhaps than you would have been. 24 months before that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of brewery owners are grappling with some of these questions. Um, and I want to say too, you know, we don't have it all figured out far from it. Um, we, we stumble and make mistakes and we're learning all the time and, uh, and trying to be better. So um, it's not like we are under the impression that we've, we've figured it out and everybody should copy us far from it. And, you know, our initial scholarship that we kicked off a couple of years ago, we were inspired by a brewery in the United States that had come up with a, with a similar initiative. And, you know, um, there's, you know, my mom is famous for, for telling me that there's no such thing as an original idea. And I'm a firm believer that that's true. So, uh, you know, you know, I'm not under any illusions that we've invented anything, but I do think, I do think there's growing awareness. And I, I you know, I hope the result is that 10, 20 years from now, beer stronger and, uh, and looks more like the rest of our city yeah. country, uh, because of some of these things. Yeah. Particularly craft beer. Like that is the it's like that's like the untapped and just speaking like from a business perspective now like that's the this full untapped market right like if we have hit a certain critical mass of a certain person that buys beer it's like there's this whole other market there that loves fine things and would be interested in fine things they just need to have it either presented to them somehow or brought in somehow mm. so yeah it's like good for the bottom line in addition to being good for like the world um yeah. I'm talking money, so I'm going to pivot to the CFO. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so, yeah, comment. We, we've definitely had those conversations about mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes both ways. Where you're hiring diverse, you're, you're diversifying your hiring, and you're able to market all the, you know, target all different audiences. Um, it just it's just better for business, and it it can shake up that industry in, in full, right? So. Like you said, it's it's it works both ways where employment changes and and uh, you know the business changes overall. Yeah, um, and I do have a question because as I said before, we got on the actual recording that we had not interviewed, and this is something that's interesting about craft beer in general and why like programs like LinkUp exist is that we don't really see people of color in positions that are usually it's like entry level perhaps. And then maybe we're at the owner. It's like we're getting like two different sides of things, but you don't really see them weave in in like management or executive levels. So I'm just curious to know, like, one, how you were introduced to craft beer. And then two, like, you know, how did you get in the position that you're in with craft beer? Yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, two, you know, a couple of guys giving me a shot, you know, uh, the owners of Dominion City interviewing for that entry level position. And, and, you know, they liked my energy and, and we, we, you know, we had good chat and they believed in me and I started there and I just, you know, I've been employed at Dominion City since 2017. Ooh, so, oh, wow. whoa, you've been in here. Where, right? where did you stop? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. So just kind of working and growing with the, with the business. Wait, and, what was your first position, Stefan? 
Uh, it was part-time bookkeeper. Ah, oh, so check you out. All right, okay. cool. Look at that. Yeah, we nice almost man. hired an old woman who promised to make us cookies. <laughs> that would have been a pretty really sweet deal, though. I was like, I'm, I'm really make- glad we did it. <laughs> what puts Stefan over the line? The, the better cookies? Better cookies? Or like- <laughs> You know what? Um, and this is—I I was thinking about what I wanted, you know, to talk about tonight. And one—one one of the things I think that happens a lot when we have these conversations is very tempting. Talk to owners about the vision they have for a brewery, and like, you know, sometimes we talk to, you know, head brewers because they've got a vision for beer, and and those stories are well tread and they're important. But one that I don't know that we've necessarily explored fully, and I've never spoken about, is just like the importance that having someone who's got their hand on a good handle on like money management. It's a capital intensive business. And I mean, certainly in our case, you know, and I don't think we're, you know, we're far from unique, but like a lot of people were young when they started these businesses. They didn't necessarily have super deep pockets. You know, sometimes they're people who've, you know, come from other small businesses or, or like us, they just literally, you know, this least original origin story in craft beer is a couple of white guys who didn't like their day jobs and that was us. But um, having someone along the way, like Stefan come along, it, 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 it and I'm not blowing smoke. It it is changed the trajectory of our business. We wouldn't be the business we are without Stefan because, frankly, we just weren't that good um, <laughs> at financial <laughs> management. And and there was a big job to do. It was getting to be a bigger job all the time. And I think we were realizing we were in over our heads. So I think one of the things we saw with Stefan was someone who was young and hungry and kind of like us and 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 wanted to wanted to dig in. And uh, I mean, the guy has you know he he's owned it and, uh, and really made it his own. But you know, the, the, the things that I use, I, there's still lots of things I, I wake up in the night worried about, but, um, I'm, I'm not worried about paying suppliers and I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried that we, we don't have a handle on what our cash flow looks like next month. And it has freed up, you know, my business partner, Andrew and I to, to focus on the things that only we, we can focus on. And, and, and if, if Stefan weren't there, uh, we'd be doing a subpar job of a whole bunch of other things that, that probably would have us stuck in the mud. So I really think like we should be talking to more finance people at breweries because they're the ones getting it done. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? That That's is actually interesting. interesting. We totally might steal that. That could be like a full season. Yeah. So we you know what? <laughs> Didn't we we talked about once like doing like all the, but it was kind of like, in, not the adjunct, but we were going to do all the things around like brewing. Yes. And I wonder if like maybe that could be like the profession, all the professions that you're not really, because we always interview the brewers. Exactly what you said, Josh. We always interview the brewer. We always interview the owner. Like those are the two things, but maybe a salesperson. But like yeah. overall, it is interesting to know like the financial side of things. Like it is a capital intensive business. My goodness, the numbers I hear that you all like, we're, we're marketers. Like our overhead is like nothing. Yeah. No so it's like nothing. Yeah. Like two computers and internet and hey, we're able to do our job. We get you know? together. So yeah, maybe a camera. yeah, and a camera. So like, it, it's it's so different. So I think it would be interesting actually to interview um, different we'll people. Be in touch. Different, yeah, we'll be in touch. But I'm curious to know like, what is the day in the life then? Because people can explore like, and the point of Link Up is that you're exploring all different positions within the industry. That's why we don't really want to just have the full focus on brewing. It's like somebody could come and want to be under Ustafan as like um, a bookkeeper or shadow you or any of this type of stuff potentially. So like. What did, what's a day in the life, you know, of like somebody who's, you know, running the money at a brewery? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> on a good day or a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> Give us both. Yeah, in the middle somewhere. A few yeah, I mean, just, you know, day-to-day stuff is, you know, simple. Just kind of taking care of suppliers, making sure that 
you know, they're accounted for, those expenses are accounted for and paying them on time. Um, receivables, you know, calling customers up or running credit cards for any licensees and things like that. And just kind of going through our bank account, you know, understanding what transactions occurred and and understanding cash flow and what's coming up. Um, I mean, it, it varies, you know, paying off HST, you got, you got to pay the government, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it. Just did our, our quarterly remittances or the thing. Yep. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Always a fun one. Yeah. So it varies a lot. I mean, you know, even inventory count, managing that, understanding, you know, what's on hand and what's not, looking at our volume that we're producing and, and submitting our beer taxes. Um, a lot of Excel sheets, a lot yeah. of numbers <laughs> equals a lot of fun. There you go. For me, <laughs> okay, see if you love it, then that's all that matters. As long as you're, uh, oh, I love it. I was like, you say Excel spreadsheets, and I'm like, oh goodness, no. <laughs> you know that that stuff. Like, I don't want to say it's Greek to me. I think you know, Stefan has helped me along the way to kind of appreciate where these things matter and they come together. But the way I receive what Stefan does is like he's a critical part of the strategy. You know, like if we want to do a thing. Uh, we got to understand, you know, how we're going to get the plane off the ground and fly it through next year. And there was like, whatever the weather was already going to be. And then we just go and introduce a whole bunch of electricity and he's got to figure out if we're going to crash. <laughs> and so it's like, a, it's a critical part of the conversation before yeah. we can do things. And, and, you know, Stefan's role is helping us to shape, you know, corporate strategy, really. It's really like, how are we going to grow this business? And uh, and there's a strategic piece of it, too, that I really come to value. That's so cool. I was actually just thinking about COVID even. Like, I assume that would have been like a hectic time for you because I guess if you had projections, those were all thrown out of the... Goodbye. Yeah. Thrown out yeah. Of the for sure. I mean, you know, with COVID, different industries reacted differently. And, and, you know, for us, and I'm thinking, you know, more people were drinking at home and things like that. So, you know, things got shaken up, but, you know, for us, it kind of worked well and, and kind of the budget worked fine. There you so, go. <laughs> you guys. Luckily for us, you know, different industries are hit differently, but luckily for us, we're able to kind of make it through the storm and still dealing with it and still hard to forecast, you know, what the year looks like for the next four months with lockdowns, you know, potential fourth wave. So, yeah, budgeting in the pandemic is a challenge for sure. Yeah, with that. We spoke about that at length on the last podcast, actually, about how you guys really pioneered the, you know, the drive-through. And, and, yeah. You know, just, uh, I really feel like, once again, I know you probably wouldn't say it, but I really feel like a lot of people and a lot of brewers looked at you guys and what you did and then, you know, took inspiration from that. The drive-through was, was the first time I saw anything even like that. You were on that, like, week one. I know. Honestly, you know, <laughs> could go on about it forever yeah um i want to touch on though something uh, one of the questions that we definitely wanted to ask was say um stefan coming into an industry like we were saying it's you know obviously a bunch of white dudes with beards for the most part potentially if you got in four years ago it would have been a lot more white dudes with beards than probably they are now um i was curious sort of like how it's been for you and then being that you know the aim of, of this uh, series and season of, of podcasts is to really show people from underrepresented communities in craft beer that, you know, there are multiple paths, but also I was wondering if there was any, so like, first of all, how was it? And then second of all, like, I wonder if there's any, um, like, a, a, a 
what's the we had it written down, I forgot. Is it like the path? It was like the path to like getting getting into it? Yeah, like the path to getting into it. Like the real question was like why did you know, why did you even apply it to Union City in the first place? Because I think that's our challenge, right? We need we need to uh, increase awareness that yeah. this is an option. And that's yeah. our our main thing, right? So I I just been curious to sort of your journey in, in that scope of it, sort of like what it was like for you and then you know, how did you discover it and then even think like, Oh, I wonder if I you know, I, I can imagine when, you know, yeah, would I want to work here? Do I feel comfortable here around all these people that you know, whatever, whatever. So I'd love to hear that, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how I came to apply for Dominion City was luck honestly like i was on indeed searching and i found a part-time bookkeeping position which was exactly what i was looking for and i wasn't familiar with craft you know the craft industry okay. uh, at all no okay. it wasn't you know me applying wasn't based off the industry so so just kind of interviewed for the position more focused on the finance aspect of it uh not focused on the craft industry part of it and and it, it, you know, it all manifested, and and here I am. So, you know, it's from my previous kind of jobs. It's I've typically been that one black guy in the office. So, you know, it's kind of what I'm accustomed to, right? Different industries um, in the office, and that's what I'm familiar with. So, you know, it wasn't anything different. And but now, kind of opening my eyes in terms of, you know being in a position where linked up is there, you know, black is beautiful is there and, and these different initiatives to kind of allow other people to be included in the industry and influence the industry is, is, is where, where I'm, I'm kind of trying to put my energy towards. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that makes complete sense. I like that. It just randomly came from a job board. I assume you're a crappier fan now. Yeah. <laughs> In in this five years, have you seen things change? I was like, you're like, not not at all. Actually, I don't drink it. I don't drink the stuff. <laughs> yeah, have you black seen? Black is beautiful. Yeah, black is beautiful was a big one that like you know, based off the timing when it happened, you know, mm-hmm. last year, um, throughout the pandemic and everything that was happening with uh, in the states, um, that was that hit me. That was just kind of eye opening in terms of okay, people are paying attention. People are aware in this industry and you know people are trying to push that needle and so there is definitely some movement and you mentioned uh ren uh ren as well she she has her initiative do better be better and and she's definitely involved so you know there are people that are pushing the needle and you know i want to be part of that and i know josh and and the ownership of the mini city have been part of that so i think the trajectory is 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 good and and uh Slow grind, but it's working. Okay. You're a forecaster, yeah. so that's a good thing for saying that the trajectory is good. So we'll just, uh, you know, we'll take your word for it. Then. Uh, I love that. Well said. Um, have you, like, say one concern I can imagine that maybe someone who did it, like, came across a, a job ad like you did, maybe when they say to their family and friends, like, hey, I'm getting a job at a brewery, and you're like, what do you mean? Because like, in maybe a lot of people's head, like, you know, Tiffany's family – only really drank Guinness and Heineken and now we've introduced them and we've taken Tiffany's mom to the Alchemist. She bought a t-shirt, taking her to Foam in, in Vermont and like she's loving it. Taking her to like Bellwoods and we, you know, she's in Toronto, so we're taking her to all the breweries and she's like about it. She understands it. Um 
and and it really just came from sort of a you know well if you're going to be around me it's going to be beer around so hey try this try this try this and you know you get used to it but I'd be curious to see if there was any because maybe that's a concern that maybe some people might have when thinking about a career in craft beer like oh what's my family going to think or my friends they're going to think it's weird or whatever like did you have any pushback or funny questions or anything and then the second part do they understand it now yeah i mean no there wasn't any pushback and i think everybody around me found it pretty cool right like oh you work at a microbrewery they produce beer and and bring some and, home oh, check out. <laughs> bring it home oh, for, sure. for sure i mean introducing that to my to my parents uh, my brothers and sister mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, I had a bachelor party, and I only had the Minion City beer, and everybody loved it. So, you know, whenever I bring micro, you know, micro uh, craft beer around, people love it. Uh, we've been to different festivals as well. Um, so there's never been any pushback. I think it's a lot of t- the time it's, oh, where'd you get this beer? Where could I get it? As if it's you know something that's you know hidden from them, right? Mm. So it's just about awareness and 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 targeting, you know targeting the right people and, and being inclusive of that. So any of my circle tries our, you know, craft beer, they love it and, and enjoy it. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that's exactly, exact, that's exactly the point. Yeah. Like in the end, you hear the same story. I'm like, Oh, my mom's drinking now and all this stuff. And you're saying the same thing. Like, because I got the job here now in the end, I'm introducing my family to it. I'm introducing my friends to it. It's at my wedding. So now a bunch of people at your <laughs> wedding are like, Oh, what's this? Like, what's the deal with this? That is the whole entire point is that when you increase the diversity of the workforce, you expand the industry because you allow, you put it in front of more faces. And that's the only thing. It's just like craft beer is amazing. Once you drink it, like you're good. You're so, as long as it's good beer. Like once you drink it, you're like in, right? Like we always say like, if you were drinking, no, no knock to Tim Hortons today. Tim Hortons are fans are here. But if you're drinking Tim Hortons or you're drinking Folgers and then all of a sudden you have like a beautifully crafted third wave coffee, it's going to be really hard to just continue to drink like Folgers coffee. If that, you know, like once you get to that place, it's very hard to go back. So it's just the matter of like bringing more people in who can actually bring this to their networks as well. And then that's where you're going to see the effect of more people buying craft beer. So like I have friends who like never even thought about craft beer. And whenever we were, I remember just thinking it was even just like weird, like that, like we would go to the park and then my friends had cans of craft beer. And now all of a sudden I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that. you had, do you yeah, remember? Yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, what, you guys are drinking it now too? Like, yeah, what's like, happening? Because we, were, like, we were the ones bringing it around, yeah. you know, like that. And like, in the end, it went from like, yeah, like vodka drinks and stuff like that. And people are just like, yeah, it's so much nice, lighter, it's really good. And they start picking up these cans and LCBO. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, but that's what happens, right? Because I got into craft beer. And then in the end, you expand to your network. And it's not even like so much intentional. It's just like by way of being involved in it. So I feel like you're an exact example of like what the goal even is so one getting more diverse faces and diverse people into the workforce but two also expanding the industry because when you bring in more diverse people it's just going to trickle down from there so yeah it's very cool to hear just to just to jump on that for a second like i think i i can think of a, of a number of, of of examples and and moments when like just even having a having a staff that's that's been more diverse um, you know, it's included different people with different backgrounds. It's funny that, you know, you just make assumptions sometimes, or you just, you just, you act out of ignorance and it's, you know, never meant to be hurtful or whatever, but, you know, just been really useful to have conversations along the way with Stefan. And earlier you were talking about sort of the business imperative of, of, of reaching different audiences. And, you know, that's a conversation Stefan's brought up a number of times, just like, you know, 
there there are black people in Ottawa and they they enjoy drinking beer and you know we haven't we haven't reached them yet in in a lot of cases right we just haven't done whatever we need to do to to be in their faces to to show them we've got a product that they might like and that they can read themselves into and um and I, I I just really think having people on the team who get that who uh can make you understand it um, you know, if you're, if you're like me, um, it's helpful. It, it really, it does help. So I think representation matters. I think having yeah. a, a diverse team matters. Yeah. yeah. It does matter at all levels because outside of even just expanding the industry, it can potentially help you either curtail issues that you could have run into because as you're saying, sometimes you're coming from a place of ignorance and we've seen breweries do like some just like really interesting things. And that just comes from not across all brands. Like we've seen major brands make really stupid mistakes and it's literally like you look at their boardroom and there's just nobody of any other color on the boardroom. So it's like, of course you made this mistake because you just don't have anyone else chiming in to be like, Hey guys, like, Probably not cool. Maybe not a monkey <laughs> in the jungle on a shirt with a black kid, you know? Like, you don't have somebody to say that to you looking at your H&M. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it was just the most, like, come on. Just, text, just, just like, text come on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, like, helps in so many different ways. And something that Craig's brought up a lot, which I like, too, is just, like, introducing different flavors. It's just, like, when you get different people, you just also just – and when you talk about the beer itself, you can introduce, like, different elements to the beer as well because someone might come and be like, Hey, my mom uses soursop all the time or something. Like, maybe you guys try it out. Like, there's all these different aspects that you can even bring, which makes the beer even more interesting. So, yeah. Just like from all levels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, definitely, a, definitely a lot of different things that, that could be done. Like, you know, just me spitballing in the back of my mind was, you know, getting some, some, uh, some ingredients from Haiti, which is, is which is my background, right? Getting ingredients from Haiti and bringing it here and and putting that in the beer and mm-hmm. like that's the kind of thinking that could happen when with a diverse kind of uh, staff, right? Just yeah. different ideas that are kind of out of the norm. Yeah, no, I love that. I want to ask you both. Um, obviously, you know, you guys have been on this diversity train for for quite some time. Um, for breweries who, you know might be watching and might be considering because really like there's two sides to this is from the brewery side because we want to encourage breweries to you know beyond link up the idea is you know you can work with the program cool but we want breweries to be thinking of this independently of us um and also the potential applicants but from the brewery side you guys have been doing these events and you know diverse hiring and um, the initiatives initiatives all of that What's the like, not even necessarily like bottom line impact, but what, what sort of impact have you seen in the brewery? Maybe it's a diversity of customer base and you've had some amazing conversations that have inspired this, this, and this. Like, was there anything from, from, from either side, whether it's internally or externally with customers coming in that you guys have seen from your activity in diversity that maybe you were even surprised about? You know, maybe I'll just, speak to that first um just i I think for i've been surprised the extent to which like our customer base chooses us for more than just beer i think i think Mm. they they come to us because they they trust us that the beer is going to be good but i also think that like they uh, yeah i've been surprised how much they're looking to us to kind of be a bridge for them to kind of like channel that couple extra spare bucks in their wallet towards something that they that aligns with their values or uh, connects them, you know, links them up even, frankly, to to a cause that they care about but might not have had like an on-ramp to. Um, 
yeah, I mean, we've done, we've seen that a few times over over the years. Um, you know, we we undertook a project with some friends of ours who, you know, we worked together for a year and, and built a relationship with um, a couple from Kitigan Zibi, about two and a half hours north of Ottawa. It's an Anishinaabe indigenous community. We made a beer together a couple times now. Stefan actually came out with us last year and harvested sumac. Speaking of like, you know, cool. unusual ingredients. Um, we hosted a hundred seat beer dinner right before the pandemic and, you know, all the food was harvested by our friends in, in KZ. Um, and we had all kinds of non-indigenous people come to this dinner. It was a beer pairing dinner with indigenous prepared food by an indigenous chef. Um, that hadn't happened before. And the number of people who, you know, were just excited that there was a, an opportunity in their town to try an experience like that and have an evening like that and be exposed to Mike and Anna and hear a bit about their story. It's like, it's satisfying and purposeful for us, but I also think like it's part of what our customers want from us too. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's where it's kind of the rubbers hit the road and it's worked as we found that the people who are into our beer are into these things and they want to see more of it. So cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, I do have one question as we will have to wrap up. Yes. I know. We're keeping to a time, time this, uh, <laughs> to, this guys, just so you know, cause I'm on the podcast. So Frank's not going to have four hour like, <laughs> podcast because I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I drank a lot more <laughs> beer the last time. Yeah, um, so Maya, um, I want to just, uh, for any of the applicants here, and because I know, Stefan, we just briefly touched on it, but you did say that you'd be interested in mentoring. Oh, yes, Can please. you just uh, give a bit of brief information about like, sorry, that's be brief. Can you give some information about what that looks like um, so that anyone listening can be like, oh, cool, that's an opportunity that I didn't know yeah. I might have. Over and above what link up can do and what you know the the um the apprenticeship opportunities at the the, the collaborative breweries like this is i think we actually mentioned off air if I'm not mistaken. i think we talked about it off so it's the fun and then do you want to talk about what you are willing to do and you're incredibly kind to offer yeah for sure i mean mentorship mentorship in in all forms right so from a technical aspect of accounting uh you know just kind of shadowing me and and kind of my 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 day-to-day uh, would definitely be something that I'd be, you know, excited to to mentor someone uh, regarding that, and and just kind of giving my life skills, right? So that that relates to accounting, that relates to business, that relates to life, and and the industry that I know, um, you know. So it's, I haven't done it before, so you know, it's going to be a process. But you know, as much as I'm able to share my knowledge and, and help someone, kind of skip some of the pitfalls that I've, you know, gone through or the challenges that I've gone through. Uh, definitely willing to, to lend a helping hand and and uh, and guide, guide the next, you know, the, the next one up. Love it. So cool. So cool. And this is kind of like the over and above stuff that, uh, you know, that these, these cool little synchronicities that happen just by doing this. And then now that this often, this might help somebody who might not have considered it getting the industry and then leads to, you know, Maybe they'll have Dominion City beer at their bachelor party too. <laughs> you know, a wedding. Wedding. Or was it bachelor, it was bachelor party? party? Oh, it was your bachelor party. Okay, yeah. cool. Bachelor party, bachelor party. Goodness, yeah. Yeah. This, this. I'll pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's just fantastic. And, uh, you know, you already know what we think of you. We could gush about you guys all day. Um, we yeah. try not to. We know it's awkward. Yeah, they don't want to hear sure. it all the time. But you already know. I'm sure you leave with your head like this. <laughs> We're not trying to do it. But it's just you have to give people their flowers. And that's, like, very key to us. So Big we got to do it. We drink chairs. Yeah, Gotta stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> so you can stay humble, right. and then we'll just like big you up and praise you. So there so you go. Thought, that's that's all it is. But genuinely, <laughs> like, it means a lot that you guys are uh, one part of the, the 
project from the beginning, like we say, from when we gave you very little information and you really didn't know what the hell was going on, but you trusted the, the vision and you trusted us and you came through and set it off amazingly. And also on top of that, uh, Stefan, your, your offer is it's so kind. So we definitely got that on the books when, uh, when we get some people. That's the next step for us. The next stage is to get more applicants. Uh, and that's what we need to be bringing people through the program. But just generally, thank you. It means a lot. Um, and we spoke to a cool and, applicant today and it's just like, yeah. I don't know, it's just cool to already start getting those conversations going and like what the cool. potential is. So yeah, it's good. It's good. It's cool. It's very cool. For us. It's very, very cool. That's so thank you both for real for uh, one for that, but also for, for taking the time to hang out and chat about it tonight. This is very weird for me to cut it off at 44 minutes and 10 seconds. Look, see so when I'm here, look at that. 44. I don't like this. <laughs> this is so, it's so short. I got so much more to talk about, but I said 30, I gave you 15 more. You, I said, you, 30, you said 30, 45. That's a good you were, middle ground. You were there generous. You, you were there generous. You Thank you. <laughs> um, guys, where can we find you both online? If you'd like to be found individually or for Dominion City. Yeah, you're welcome to email uh, me anytime. It's it's just Josh at DominionCity.ca. So go go ahead, drop me a line, and um, would love to hear from you. And I just before I you know sign off, I I'll send the sunshine back. I just really appreciate that you guys are are leading on this. I think this is important. Um, I you know happy to play like have our brewery play a small part in supporting what you're doing. But I think this is great, and I'm super encouraged to hear that people are already getting in touch with you and. Uh, when some of those connections come from this, then you guys have done a great job of, 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 of getting this off on the right foot. But it is important. So thank you for doing thank it. You. Thank you. Stefan, would you like to be um, found? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? So uh, just, definitely just shoot me an email, stefan at dominioncity.ca. And, you know, same as Josh, thank you guys for having us. It means a lot. Um, you know, link up. You guys are leading that, you know, leading the way on that. And, and we're glad to be a part of it. And, and give as much as, as you guys are willing to take. So uh, thank you for that. I love that. I appreciate it. Do you know what I remember? Because it's been so long, we have to do a thumbnail. So I have to take a screenshot of the screen. Are we going to oh, yes, 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 Just yes. in case. Do you want to hold up the uh, the beer cans? Look at this. I was like, where's my logo? Where's my logo? Okay, there, there you go. go. There we go, Josh. There you go. Oh, in a bit towards your head. Towards why, your head. Why am I having so much trouble with it? <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult. And then turn the link up so you can see it. Yeah, wow. make sure. There you go. Yeah. We're all we're all terrible right now. Ready? Gorgeous. Perfect. Um, and make sure, guys. Yes, go follow Dominion City at Dominion City on Instagram, and it's Dominion City BC on Twitter. I think it's just Dominion City Brewing Co. on. Uh, oh, you're good. Yeah, Check it out, I, I tag everybody. You know, <laughs> I'm out here. Um, stick around after the call, and we'll, we'll wrap up. But guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and at Link Up Beer Everywhere. We'll be back every Wednesday with a new episode with another Links brewery. to apply in the description box below. Yes. And, uh, and on the podcast description. Yeah, everything will be there. Podcasts, the video, everything. Guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.